There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing episode 9 of season 4 of Winona Earp. Oh my god. Okay, you guys are <laughs> killing me. Yeah, the title so definitely uh, matches our feelings for yes. this episode. It's damn crazy. Yes, it was so good. But before we start, I kind of have a little news. Do tell. Um, we have been waiting for what seems like ages for the show Surrealitor to come out. Yes. And Tim Rosen happened to say that the Winona Earp cast has not forgotten each other because Melody was actually directing one of the episodes that he was on. And he did not know until he got on set. <laughs> nice. So I thought that was pretty awesome. So they are still working together, kind of. Yep. Although now she gets to be bossier. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yes. <laughs> and I seen that Emily, our fearless leader for Winona Earp, has said that all hope is not lost for Winona Earp season five. Great. So she is pointing out to make sure you watch it live or at, within 24 hours of airing. Yes. And try to watch it on whatever network you normally get it on because it is showing ratings like even within the 24 hours. Great. So I thought that was interesting. So obviously if you can watch it live, watch it live. But we also found out that Hulu live and I believe I said YouTube. Yes. YouTube television. Yeah. Will also count towards Nielsen ratings. So if you're watching it on those, that is great. And as always, make sure you hashtag Winona Earp. And I think we're, we're still Bring using one uh, home. Okay. I was like, I don't know the newest one. I forgot. So don't forget. Keep that in your mind. Write it down. Put a post-it note. Whatever you need to do. Make, make sure, sure it's in your you tweet it. deck for every live showing. Yes. And and I know this sounds bad, but if you have multiple TVs in your house and if you can't watch it, go put it on one of the other TVs and let it run. Yes. <laughs> or two or three TVs. Whatever. All right. And... I know, that kind of sounds crazy. And you know what? That leads me right into episode 9, entitled Crazy. Nicole releases her demons during the town championship trivia match, and a demon makes Winona an offer that makes her consider it. Now, did she? Do you think she really considered? I know that's like the very end, but... Yes. Do you think she hesitated? Oh, yeah, she did. I think she did. She had a brief second or two where she thought about it, and then she cocks Peaksmaker and... Takes care of business, but yeah, I think that gave her a definite pause when that offer was made. Hmm. See, I didn't think she really did, but I think she felt bad, which I know we're like skipping to the end, (laughs) but I'm going to say that because she didn't say make your peace. Right. So I really think she felt bad about this situation a little bit. Right. Yeah. She was conflicted. We'll get more into it because I... There's something that was said specifically that I want to talk about, but let's start with BBD because holy crap, Jeremy. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was really starting to worry that we weren't going to really get him. So Brune, awesome. I'm glad you're back. But even though we don't get you right away, because we have Winona and Nicole sparring verbally and physically. And I love, I love it. Kind of the back and forth. She's like, oh, that's a cheap shot. She's like, you had 18 months. You didn't get stronger. And I kind of thought that was funny with the whole thing. But I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, hello, she was healing from a major leg break, too, for a while. So don't start that. Right. And then freaking out. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. But yeah, it was kind of a cheap shot. Because I know I just punched her in the boob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, dude, not cool. No. Granted, doesn't hurt as much, I'm sure, as a guy getting kicked in the nuts, but still (laughs) not comfortable at all. No. Just throwing that out there. No. But in comes Waverly. And I love it because Waverly, in her not so subtle way, is like, 
you know, Nicole, Sheriff Nicole Hot, I'm not Sheriff. Well, you know, it's right there. You can just walk across the hallway. Yep. <laughs> There's people and they need to talk. And Nicole was just not happy. And it kind of goes back to last episode, how Nicole has like all that guilt going up, like you were talking about. Right. So, and I don't know why I'm talking and like everything sounds like a question. So I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I have that weird moment. I apologize. Yeah. But we definitely get Nicole's issues with dealing with what is bothering her coming to the surface more and more in this episode. I kind of feel like it's necessary. Oh, it yes, it absolutely is. If she's going to get married the laborly, end, they, really. they really need, you know, she needs to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Resolve yeah. it quickly. Yeah, but she is just so stuck on the fact that, like, the town didn't vote for me. Right. Okay, and I have a wedding to plan. It's like, uh, I pretty much feel like Waverly is like 100% wedding planner here. Right. Because she's the one with the book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I get you're mad that they didn't vote for you. But at the same time, everyone's freaking out thinking, oh, this is the ERP's fault. And you're like with the ERP's. I can see it. Right. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I guess we'll find out what's going to happen with them. But I love how Waverly looks over at Winona then. She's like, hey, uh, there's people over there who need help. And Winona pretty much says the same thing. Uh, I wasn't voted for a sheriff either. (laughs) And they both kind of, uh, all right, fine. Well, I guess somebody's got to do it. I guess it's us. Right. But holy crap. I mean, I guess you're going to do it because BBD hasn't given you a task. But seriously, what is going on over there? We'll get to that. Yeah. But some of the stuff, I was just like, what? But then we get to cut to a guy walking around with really weird pork chop sideburn kind of things happening. And he ends up tripping on some shoes and he goes back and looks and it's not just some shoes. No. It's a dead guy with what looks like two puncture wounds on his throat. And he kind of starts to panic. He's like, oh man, the herb air is going to kill us. Yeah. And he didn't mean that hypothetically. No. (laughs) And then he howls. It's like, oh, wait. Is it, what's going on? Why are you howling? I thought that was weird, but whatever. Yeah. Because I don't know, have we ever really seen a werewolf at this point? No. But Okay. Immediately what I thought the guy was, was a werewolf, especially when he howled. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like all of a sudden, because even with what we get later, we're getting different kind of, I guess I'm going to say demons. Oh, absolutely. Because we only had Yeah, we don't have demons. the revenants anymore. It's- yeah, we only had them before. And now all of a sudden it's like, where are all these rest of these coming from? Is it because of the garden or Bolshar or like what? Like, Yeah, no, I think it just... Was it ever explained and I just don't remember? <laughs> it could have been. I My personal th- thought is that once the curse was broken, it opened up the triangle for any other demon that wanted to come in to come in and so hey they wanted to be where the action was so they started flooding in the place okay like i just wanted to ask because i mean there was a pretty big gap here between (laughs) yeah the season beginning and end so or not even end but you know what i mean so that's why i'm like what am i missing what have i forgotten or was it when the vampires came in what seems like 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Why is that what kind of opened everything up? Yes. You come in, but you can't leave. I guess that's it. Anyway, let's go back to shorties. And I love Nicole, like, looking around, like, trying to be sneaky. Yeah. Reaching over to pour herself a beer. And Natalie's like, ah, active duty officers only aren't allowed to drink for free at shorties. Isn't that a bad thing to have some active duty? Yes. Or did you just mean active off-duty? Yeah, I think that might have been a slip of the tongue. Because <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't think remember. it'd be good having them drink. Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing Nedley pull that maneuver. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, come on, help set up for trivia. And she's like, oh, sure, as long as there's no sheriff talk. How about some hints for trivia night? And I love Nedley because yes. he is so not subtle. No. <laughs> but he's still my favorite. Um, when he's like, all right. Which local deputy had the highest clearance rate in the Ghost River Triangle in the last 10 years? <laughs> By the way, that was my best game show kind of yes. voice. So <laughs> that's about the extent of that one. <laughs> and I love Nicole. She's like, it's not for me. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, what are you all butthurt about? And she, man, her head. Yeah. I've never seen that head whip around. Like, what have you heard? Yes. It's like, uh-oh. 
what did we miss? Yeah. What happened <laughs> when we were we were hanging out in the garden? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And Nicole's all like, well, listen, you know, I have Rachel. She's a full-time job. And Nedley's like, mm, but do you know what happened at her part-time job? And he didn't say anything. And this all of a sudden she looks and she sees the basement door unlocked. Right. He's just kind of like, mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like, she- crap. <laughs> and it's kind of funny that that's being said and it's happening because we haven't seen Rachel for a bit. But then again, I'm kind of glad that she wasn't part of the weird fog thing. <laughs> yeah. Or any love fest. So I'm right, glad yeah. she was off to the side with those. Because, <laughs> whoo, I don't think I want to see Rachel involved with that. But anywho, let's go back over to the sheriff's office where Winona comes in with coffee and a crowd of people. And we have, oh God, Gil <laughs> complaining that every pharmacy is out of moisturizer. <laughs> really? <laughs> dude, dude, because no, just no. Right. Because Winona is not going to be on the same wavelength as you, even if it's exactly what Steve and I were talking about off air. I'm like, oh, man, dry, itchy winter skin. Yes. And <laughs> maybe not because Winona's kind of ticked. She's like, you know, none of these complaints are valid, except she does laugh about what was it? The chopped lettuce on a taco as opposed yes. to holy. <laughs> holy. Like, well, no, this is valid. But seriously, she's like going through like the list of complaints and some of them. I totally get it. It's like, this is the worst kind of complaint. Right. Really? So-and-so painted, what was it, Guy Fieri flames on his car? Yes. Okay, yeah, it's not grease lightning. But just because he did that, it's not a sheriff's matter. It's just a super, like, really? You have bad taste kind of matter. (laughs) Why are you coming to the sheriff's office? For this, exactly. But I digress. Waverly does have to tell Winona, you know, the deliveries have stopped and we're running out of supplies and all of this is kind of stressing people out. And I get it. Right. And I'm wondering if Jeremy has told them why deliveries have stopped because we don't find anything out in this episode. No, we don't. And you kind of have to assume it has something to do with the fog. Right. Because last episode they did say, I think it was last episode, they said it was spreading. Right. And they don't know why. So, yeah, is it kind of blocking off supply route? But I'm thinking, and I could be 100% wrong, that fog is mostly in the Ghost River Triangle and surrounding it, but not necessarily spreading across the country. Right. So maybe he is just blocking off a bigger area. Right. It's just getting deeper inside the, the triangle, which is causing the outside not to be able to get in because it taking them longer to get in and by the time they get in they don't remember what they were doing uh, so basically yeah the the triangle is getting sealed off from the rest of the world this is interesting this makes me wonder because this is episode nine we know we only have a few episodes yeah so it's like Three oh, more how are, <laughs> yeah it's like how are we going to wrap this unless these last few episodes are going to be like two hours long like i don't know what's going to (laughs) happen but again i digress let's come back weirdness dressing people out winona is like everyone you know just go outside it's above freezing go somewhere and of course some people are asking about holt it's like "Mm, i don't know he went on a cruise or something right (laughs) like hey and what else there's other people missing people Right. Even though they're not people. Eamon's missing. That's kind of odd. Yeah. RJ's gone. What's going on here? So what can we extrapolate? Well, before we are able to really think too much into it, Jeremy comes in and he is kind of covered with blood that why on earth they're trying to say it's not blood. Right. All I had to do (laughs) is say like, oh, I'm doing an autopsy. Because Waverly, God, these two are so bad. I'm just saying, (laughs) oh, that's not your cherry pie all over you. Really? Yes. (laughs) Really? Does he smell like cherries? Because I'm going to think no. So yeah, even the guy standing there is like, yeah, not buying that at all. No. And Winona, of course, decides to do something very lewd because it's Winona. She's like, all right, Gil, why don't you go off and enjoy something else (laughs) i'm not gonna go into it if you've watched it you totally know what i'm talking about if you haven't watched it why are you listening to us yet (laughs) we're an after show after you've watched (laughs) 
Anyway, Jeremy shows the girls the dead body. And I love it because Waverly's like, wasn't there a morgue around here? How do you forget that there's a morgue? I'm just wondering. Right. Seems like an odd place to be doing an autopsy, but whatever. Jeremy tells them that the rats took it over. Which is like, are they REOSs? Like rodents of unusual size? Yeah. (laughs) What's happening (laughs) here? Maybe we need a Calamity Jane back after all. Yes. But the dead body happens to be, dun dun dun, Ricky Brock, a loner. He's pretty much a jerk, but he won Shorty's Trivia last week. And weirdly, Jeremy and Waverly are kind of excited that he's not going to be part of the the trivia night. It's like, wait, what is going on? Right. Yeah, they seem to be way way too much into this trivia contest. It's like, that was a switch that flipped, that's for sure. Yes. And you figure that can't be good. No, but it didn't honestly dawn on me at this point what's going on. Right. But yeah, with them just being excited, I'm like, okay, this is weird. But Jeremy does show them what looks like vampire bites. And suddenly, Winona's like, yes! (laughs) And she's fluffing her hair. She's like, okay, I need to go talk to our friendly neighborhood vampire who, oh, looks like he may have taken a bite of somebody. Yeah. Winona, you don't have to be so happy that that doc may have killed somebody. I'm just saying. No, she was excited about it because that brings him down to her level, at least. <laughs> yeah, I know, but she was just super excited. I know, she was, and like yeah, I said, she fluffing was her hair. <laughs> hoping this was a door that would open for her to get back with Doc. I don't know. I'm not sure if this is a good thing. No. Because what if he did go crazy and he's killing people? Yeah. Is it safe for you to go and be all accusatory? <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah, as long as she's got Peacemaker. Yeah, I guess. And we get to cut to a butcher shop, a random butcher cutting meat, which I'm just saying, I wasn't 100% sure that was any kind of lunch meat. Right. (laughs) So I was starting to wonder if this was like a supernatural type of butcher. Right. Maybe that's just me. That's what I noticed. Thought it was weird. But anyway, and you see a shadow come in and all of a sudden he screams and blood spatter on the wall. It's like, huh, weird. Yes. And we see the same kind of wounds from the other dead guy. It's like, okay. Is there some weird random vampire or demon or something? Right. Starts to make you think. You know, what it makes you think is, yeah, we've got a demon on the loose that is going around killing people. Mm Mm-hmm. And we get to go to the glory hole. Winona entering to find Doc talking to two of Eamon's former lackeys. And Doc stops his discussion when Winona enters and reminds everybody in there of her gun. And I love it. Doc's like, she's not here to shoot anybody. Relax. Yeah. But we do see the werewolf. Yes. But not. I don't understand, really. And I know this is odd. They throw people in here and there because he didn't say anything. Right. Like, I was hoping that he would like go talk to her or something, but we didn't get anything from him. It was kind of like red herrings kind of thrown in there. Oh, absolutely. He was a red herring. And they made sure that we didn't get any information from him. So we would still consider him a suspect. Mm. But obviously we know he's not because he found the first dead guy. Right. But anyway, go back to Winona and Doc. She's not there to kill him. She just wants an interrogation with his mustache. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I that think that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, oh, oh. And then, of course, when she welcomes it back to the moral low ground and hey, I'm sure there's a mattress around here we can destroy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Because what she says was just cracking me up. Oh, yeah. Like, something was somebody hangry and needed a little bite to eat or whatever. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Num nums. <laughs> no, num num. Thank you. I was like, all right, why don't know. Maybe there's a little bit more subtle way to go into this. Yes. <laughs> and not that Winona has ever done subtle, but damn. Yeah. And then she, like, pulls up Peacemaker and puts it to his chest, and Doc's eyes glow, and they're both like, oh, okay, wait, bring it back, bring it back. Yes. Because the other two demons are like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> really? Dude, you know she has Peacemaker now, and you right. know she can just end you, so as much as you want to be a badass, maybe take a few steps back. Well, they Because you know those they... two are going to deal. Yeah, well, they figure they've got a two-on, at least a two-on-one, if not a three-on-one advantage. Over Winona, so they can be a little aggressive. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, because if, if Bush came with the shove, I don't think Doc would side with them. Well, like, I don't I really know. know. It, I could see them two actually getting into something that might cause a 
you or me type of situation because Peacemaker glowed when it got close to the doc's chest. So we know that. I'm thinking it was because, yeah, but I'm thinking it was all because the vampire thing. It wasn't because she has to put him to rest. No, there's no way she's going to be able to put all the demons in the whole world away. Yeah. I hope that wasn't the whole point because that's like, what? It's a lot. Anyway, everything's fine. And she decides to tell everybody, hey, there's a demon of fangs recently striking in the Ghost River Triangle and taking people down. So Doc's like, it wasn't me, but I will keep my ear to the ground. And Dallas, who decides all of a sudden he's got some big horns on him. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you need to not just pop in here. And I love it. She looks at him and I think I had the same look on my face like, who the hell you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> and turns to Doc's like, since when have you had minions? Yeah. And nobody says anything. She just walks out. And you kind of see like everybody, including that werewolf, sitting there like, oh, no, don't do not do it. Don't antagonize her. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? We are trying to live. But yeah, kind of when you know like a couple's fighting, ugh, I don't know it, if it's not like a serious fight, like, you know, they're kind of just... I don't know, verbal sparring. Like, do you want to try to get in there? I mean, really? No. (laughs) You want to keep a low profile. Not with these two, at least. I mean, you know these two were together. You know these two are pretty much badasses together and apart. So, I mean, this isn't just a normal little argument. So, maybe take a step back. (laughs) Let's go back to Shorty's. And, hey, we have Rachel. Finally, she's back in the show. And I will tell you that the shirt she was wearing, the little rainbow unicorn, which I cannot think of what it's actually called. Right. I have one of those on my desk at work. It's (laughs) probably really dusty because I haven't been in the office in a freaking year at this point. But yeah, I have one of those. I cannot remember. I think it's Tokidoki, by the way. So if anybody was wondering, yeah, it is Tokidoki. They're cool little, they have a bunch of different little figures you can buy in clothes and stuff. But anyway, Um, random. I love how Rachel's like, hey, Mama Nicole, how are you doing? And uh, Nicole's like, we need to talk. And they end up down in the basement. And Rachel's like, wow, you really want me to be gay, don't you? It's like, wait, what? No, we'd support you. But yeah, and and buy you all the right records. What? (laughs) What are all the right records? Pretty much anything you want to listen to. Anyway, but she ends up asking about Billy. And Rachel mentions that he told her he wanted to go home. And we were supposed to try to fix Billy. and. Then randomly she mentions chicken kicker. It's like, what? Yeah. Where'd that come from? (laughs) Because Nicole totally skipped all the rest and jumps all over chicken kicker. And that's why I was thinking Billy had the peace of mind to say he wanted to go home, remembered Rachel's name. Like I said, in Jazz's feedback last week. Right. Or last episode. I feel like there's something there. So maybe Rachel and Billy have more of a connection, blah, blah, blah. But it was just interesting. But I feel like the chicken kicker thing was thrown in there for us to ignore. I mean, ignore what she said about Billy. Right. So, hmm. Yeah, that was definitely, I mean, Rachel played this about as well as she could because she uses the gay comment as the first deflection and then the chicken kicker as the second deflection and Nicole bites it hook, line, and sinker. Of course, Rachel's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I know I said I'd never mention it. I was just mad and I won't say it again. Yeah, and, something and like Rachel's Billy is forgotten twice now. Yes. She did it with Nedley and Calamity Jane, and now she's doing it with Nicole and Chicken Kicker. So eh, this teenager's making sure she is becoming an expert at manipulation of well. the adult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that hard for the, her to right. do it with them. <laughs> like I don't think she's slipping but it's interesting but then nicole's like all right fine okay it's okay we're we're all right and then rachel does go back and say billy was really weak so he shouldn't be a threat really because he can't ever get stronger again but right i digress i really think that there's there's going to be a connection so maybe there's some way to fix him i doubt it but maybe and of course we have rachel this whole time she had like an ipod on didn't know what was going on. Nicole's like, what are you listening to anyway? And she's like, oh, a podcast about Gaga. And she's like, are you sure you're not bi? <laughs> I listen to Gaga. But anyway. Right. And I love, again, deflection. Yes. Because Rachel's like, if you just explain things to Doc, he'd probably forgive you. It's like, and I wasn't even thinking, oh, deflection, deflection. Yep. I'm just thinking 
not paying attention to the current conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting idea that she's just going to avoid everything about her. Right. Makes me wonder why. Yes, it does. <laughs> Let's go back to the sheriff's office and Waverly going to talk to Jeremy about the two bodies. And of course, Jeremy's like, I know, I know. My heels, heels aren't touching arms. the ground because yeah. he was doing a yoga pose. And I do not know. I literally know corpse pose and downward dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because corpse pose is just laying there and I can get down with that. But anyway, Jeremy's like, hey, I had to bring the second body in by myself. I hurt my back, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, look it. Yeah. Remember the last victim, last night's trivia winner. And oh, my God, we're super happy. Why are we happy? I don't know. This is weird. Like yes. nobody's picking that up right away. No. Neither of them are. But Jeremy does say, you know what? It can't be Doc. And I'm guessing Doc is the only vampire in the area. Uh, at least that that's what they're assuming, I think. Can't be Doc because the fang marks are too far apart. It's like, hmm, what could this be then? And as they're just talking and chatting about Winona and Doc and Holt and what happened, for some reason, Waverly touches the guy's head. And she's like, well, this seems light. Yeah. <laughs> what? And Jeremy's like, yeah, it does. And she grabs, I thought it was a little flashlight, but it turns out to be like a laser pointer. Right. And shines it in the guy's ear. Because I'm thinking, if you're looking for a flashlight to try to see something, why would you grab a laser pointer? Right. But apparently it shines right through. I thought that was weird. Yes. Even if it's empty, I'm like, I don't think that would work, but okay. <laughs> and I love it because all of a sudden, yeah, the light is going right through and you see it. And they try it on the first guy. It's like, ah, oh, wait, something's missing. Must yeah. be their brain. I'm thinking, does a brain weigh that much? Like, wouldn't the head still feel heavy? Right. I don't know. It was, although the emptiness makes you wonder what's going on because that doesn't seem to make sense. Is something absorbing it? Yeah. But not quite. Something is eating it. We see a dude eating a sandwich asking the woman with him, his wife, his girlfriend, whatever. Uh, so, I can't remember what he asked her, or he just says, like, this is so good. And she's like, is that the last brain? Right. Like, not by a shot long. And yeah. he's like, do you mean long shot? He's like, is that the word? I'm thinking, how dumb are you? Yes. <laughs> like, I stopped and it's like, all right, is this like brains? He, you know, he's eating that. Is he some kind of zombie? And he doesn't remember things. You know, it's like, this is where I'm thinking it's right. going. And he's like, oh, we're going to need a lot more brains. And he gets choked up. And it's like, she just looks, but she's playing on her phone. Right. And I'm sorry, but the way she's talking had me cracking up. She's like, <laughs> okay. All right. Like weird valley girl or something. Right. I don't know what it is. Yeah. She didn't seem too affectionate to be his wife. That's for sure. <laughs> she didn't seem to care one lick. That's why I'm like, is he a zombie? And she's just like. Whatever, you're here. We'll we'll deal. Right. And I love when he's like, no, no, I'm okay. Don't worry. And she's like, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Figure something creepy's going on here. Bad enough that this guy's eating brains, but she doesn't seem right either. So No. I think he put some mustard on it, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess mustard will kill any taste. I don't know. Let's go again to the sheriff's office. And Winona getting the information on the dead bodies from Jeremy and Waverly as they're at the murder board. I love that she has to cover up the guy's face, but she still puts her coffee like on his head. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I, attempts to. Yeah, I'm laughing and it's horrible. I'm sorry, but they make it so casual that it just it's stupid. It cracks me up. Anyway, but we get Winona getting information about Doc actually not being the one who did anything because the bite marks were fake and the brains were removed, but without a wound. So that's weird. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy and Waverly are like in an argument about if it's a demon or human. And it's like, hey, hey, quack pack, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you two like so heated about this? Which it does seem strange because those two are usually bouncing off each other's ideas. Right. And so like to build on everything, but they're against each other. And I'm just thinking this is strange. I wonder if it had something to do with the fog. Or what was going on? Because at this point, we still don't know. Right. But, but yeah, we know we, they're not acting their normal selves here. Exactly. But then we suddenly hear a weird squeaky quack. And we're really <laughs> like, oh, I left my ducky keychain with a note that says, in case of emergency squeak. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they walk over to the sheriff's office across the hall. And they get a story about a couple fighting. So it's like, okay, at least this is a real deal. 
because the guy says the random guy was telling the, the girl, I own you, you're mine. So it's like, oh, okay, so this could be something serious, not just right. there's no more moisturizer. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't hear the whole thing. I told the guy to chill out. And all of a sudden, like, he told me, oh, no, we, we, we don't get that yet. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> but, well, he, we get, he had flames on his car. And she's like, oh, I know that one. Because that was the douchey car. Right. So why don't in a Waverly leave to go find out what's going on? Like, yeah. maybe save the woman. But this is when the guy said, hey, wait, that wasn't all. And Jeremy's like, oh, well, what else happened? And we keep seeing the guy eat mints. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, then the guy told me to eat shit. And Jeremy's just like, okay. It's like, well, they're fighting. Yeah, I can see him saying that. And he's like, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> and little Jeremy kind of steps back and covers his face. It's like, yeah. I feel like you would have noticed that. Right. But <laughs> is he continuing to eat it? It's like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. This like if guy, it was a one-off. Ugh. Yeah, not too bright, apparently. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, God. What is happening? Has this guy got some kind of power all of a sudden? Yeah. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> Yeah. This but is it disgusting. makes sense after we find out what the real story is, though. <laughs> yes. Because Wynonna and Waverly go to the guy's door, knock, and they're like, open up. It's the... And they can't say police. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that Waverly... Yeah. Waverly. Erp sisters. Does everybody know who you guys are? Is Like, they're just cool with it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Doug, who's not Doug, he's like, that's not my name anymore. It's like, oh, okay. I think you're dead. I really feel like you're dead. But he's not dead. He's just talking and wandering away. They go inside. They split up. And Waverly finds the woman. And she's like, we can get you out of here. And we can help you. And I love the girl's like, no, you can't. Not a big deal. Yeah. Way what? too calm about everything that's going on. See, I feel at this point, Waverly would normally have said something like, if he's hurting you, we can help. Right. And at that point, like, maybe it would have dawned on this woman what's going on. Right. But we see Winona talking to Doug in the kitchen, and he's eating a sandwich. It's like, wow, you're just chowing. Yes. <laughs> he's like, what are you eating? And the guy's like, it's a brain sandwich from a cow. Yeah. Cows are female and not a not a bull. But he was talking about hail and sleet and all this. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, just what rattling is he off talking about? Random facts, trying to prove how smart he is. Yes, I'm like, this is weird. And I love it because my nun is like, yeah, I made it through kindergarten too. And the dude's like, oh, you think I'm dumb? I'm getting smarter. And he starts yelling for Jeannie and Jay. And my nun is like. Hey, hey, just calm down. And the guy's like, my name is Kuru. Like, All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> calm down, weirdo. You got some brain on your face. And he's like, yes. oh, I do? <laughs> but when Winona points Peacemaker, it doesn't glow. And Waverly notices this too. And it's like, wait, this dude is a human. Right. He's just crazy. What's happening? And they're trying to keep the woman back because he's like, I want them dead. I want them dead. And she's like, okay, grab my hand. Yeah, Waverly and, let them touch. Yes, because crazy. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. But instead, the dude tosses his brain sandwich at the girls, which I think that would have given me pause as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he runs out the back door and the girls give chase, but the dude is gone. And Waverly's like, we'll keep you safe. And I love it. She's like, yeah, I'll be back in a few hours. Yep. What is with you, lady? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. What is with you? Because we get to the sheriff's office and Winona is trying to get the woman to talk. And when she pulls up her chair and takes the gun out, you know, Peacemaker's got a pretty long barrel. Right. She puts it on the table and she's like, we can talk. And the, the gun starts to glow. And I love it because Winona's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the woman, Jeannie, is like, oh, you're it's you. You're the one. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> like she kind of panics, but not really. Right. Well, from from what we've seen, what we saw here was was panic. But yeah, she's not one for uh, <laughs> getting too excited not about anything. Panicking. Yeah, yeah. But then she admits she is a genie, not just her name, genie. Right. And uh, it's not anything I'm doing. I have to follow the guy's wishes, so I have to do what he says. But we find out a little bit more. 
Jeremy and Winona are talking after they have Jeannie locked in a cell. And I'm thinking, is this even going to help? Because he's going to like walk in and reach through the bars or something. Yeah. But Jeremy realizes the wounds have the same color inside it as Jeannie's nail color. And again, I'm thinking, if you're a genie, wouldn't your nail polish just be perfect all the time? But yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe it's just me. And she's like, listen, dude wanted to be the smartest guy in town because in case you didn't notice, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeremy is like, okay, so Doug killed twice and is eating the brains, but he only gets three wishes. So he should be about done. And Jeannie's like, no, he wished for infinite wishes. Of course he did. And I love it. It's just like, isn't that against like genie rules or something? <laughs> I thought that was funny because, yeah. of course, that is exactly what you think. Yes. Like all the lore, you get three. You can't wish for more wishes. You can't do this. She's like, no, but we can't bring anybody back from the dead. And what was the other one? Was it that you can't make anybody fall in love with you? No. Because it's basically it. yeah. two of the things from Aladdin. Right. Because Jeremy kind of berates Wynonna. Uh, about haven't you ever watched Aladdin? Aladdin? Yeah. But Jeannie happens to mention that he bumped into her in the bar, and that's when Winona's like, wait, you mean he literally bumped into you? And that's why he keeps trying to reach you and touch you, because the wish only works when you're touching. Yes. I love it, because at first it's like, did he find a lamp or something, or a trophy? She's like, oh, yeah. one over-the-top genie does it, and everybody lives that way. Is that right. it? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Because, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what happens. Like, every story that we've heard of genies. (laughs) But anyway, so it's weird because Jeremy, I don't know if it's because he's been studying for trivia night, but he figures out that Kuru is a disease that cannibals get from eating brains. But for some reason, dude looked it up and thinks that's some kind of name that you get from eating brains. Right. So... (laughs) No, one is not the other. Right. Jeremy figures out, why Nona, you are not affected by this whole trivia night thing because Kuru had a wish that everybody has to be at trivia because he wants the biggest, smartest, tastiest brain there, which just kind of grosses me out. Like the more we think of that. (laughs) But you stay with Jeannie because I have to be there because if Kuru wants the biggest brains, I'm in the finals. I got to go. And you lost. So you're not compelled. But at least they realize they're compelled, but right. I don't think there's really anything they can do. Nope. So, er, great. This may you not know what you're well. going to do, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Winona's like, all right, Waverly, you know the plan. Jeremy knows the plan. Jeremy, you need to tell Doc, because I told Waverly, I can't talk to Doc. Yeah. You can, you just don't want to, but whatever. So off they go, and great, Kuru would be at Trivia, right? You would think. Yep. But at the same time, if he wants the brain, he needs Genie. Yep. Hmm. So it, yeah, that was their, their failure in their plan was thinking that he would be going after the brain at trivia instead of going after Genie first and then going right. to get the brain. Yes. And you can we blame that get... on Jeremy not thinking straight because he's too involved in the trivia. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, we managed to get, like, most of the plan together. Right. But, yeah, they don't realize it because, like, Nicole and Waverly at the homestead, because Waverly's trying to get the brains out of her blouse. But even Nicole's, like, kind of uptight about trivia, and she wants to be there, but she doesn't seem to be part of it. Right. But I guess everybody has to be there who's com- who didn't lose, basically. But Nicole, at this point, is also admitting that After losing Waverly into the garden and losing the election, she kind of lost her shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did something. Yeah. And Nicole thinks everybody hates her. And Waverly's like, everybody hates Winona and she's still Winona's. (laughs) Yeah, now Winona's a verb. I love it. (laughs) Right? Basically, you do you. Don't worry about everybody else. Exactly. It's like, all right, don't worry. I got your back. And Nicole's like, oh, that's sweet. I got your back too. Except. I'm more worried about trivia right now. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We get Jeannie telling Winona at the sheriff's office that, you know, he's going to come for me and he's not the best guy. And I love Winona's all like, yeah, I'm into the bad boy thing. And she's like, no, it's not bad boy. He's just weird. Yeah. But 
yeah, they're all cute, but eventually they're all Kuru in the end. It's like, I love how we're making all these names like verbs. Right. <laughs> it's like, all right, we've changed everybody. We get to trivia night and I love what's happening. Now, I've only gone to like one trivia night ever. Right. These people are so intense. Now, obviously the wish. I get it. Yes. But I have a feeling that some places like it gets this intense. Oh, probably. <laughs> Because you have Rachel quizzing Jeremy. Nedley's like, give me those damn questions. I'm like, that's cheating. What is going on? (laughs) Waverly and Nicole show up. Nicole is just terrified. And you have all these weird people all of a sudden, like, get up. And they're like, oh, it's chicken kicker. And they start clucking. I was like, what? What What's going on here? Yeah, what the hell's going on? I'm like, I was seriously, like, not understanding what was happening. Yeah. But I think that's the point. Like, we weren't supposed to understand until the end. Trivia starts, and we see Nicole and Jeremy and Doc sitting at the same table, and they're like, all right, let's go. Listen, one wrong question, and you're out. <laughs> and at this point, Nicole's like, yeah, all right, I got to go. But she can't leave. She see, like she grabbed the handle, and yep. you see the glowing. So it's like, did the handle disappear? Is that what it was? Or she was just compelled to not be able to grab it? No, I think the spell kept her from opening the, oh, the okay. door once they got inside they were stuck in there that's what Drew's wish was okay and i was like all right so they can't get out so she goes to the basement i love this it's like thankfully billy's not down there yeah but <laughs> why are you heading to the basement isn't there like the apartments upstairs i mean something sit at the bar they're all ignoring you because they're all 100 percent in for trivia yep but anyway i love the trivia starting and it's like great Jeremy's like, don't forget, we're here to catch killer and win trivia. Yeah. <laughs> so back and forth, like this is going to be a long night because nobody seems to be getting anything wrong. Right. And they're just snapping answers off just left, right, and center. And it's amazing some of the answers they're coming up with. <laughs> yes. Some of them are like modern, like pop culture. Some are like science and old. And then you have, Nedley asked the question about this hand is better known as the dead man's hand. They were the combination of cards that Wild Bill Hickok was holding when he was shot in the back. And Doc's like, oh, I got this. He had deuce and seven, which is a horrible hand. And I don't even know why he was trying. (laughs) And Nedley's like, no, that's incorrect. It was aces and eights. Like the second he said dead man's hand, I'm like, aces and eights. Yep. (laughs) And Doc's like, no, that's not it. And Nedley is like, yeah, it's right here. He's like, I was there. This is wrong. What are you talking about? Yes. So on one hand, you 100% know, yeah, okay, Doc's probably got this better than whoever thought it was aces and eights. Right. But at the other side of this, on the other hand, you got to go with what's there. Yeah. So Doc is mad and he is now out. So he suddenly is not compelled to stay there anymore. Right. But I love it because Bradley leans over. He's like, did he just say he was there? And Jeremy's like, ooh, boy, you need another mint. It's like, oh, yeah, he keeps eating poop. Okay. (laughs) Doc cannot get out. No. Because same thing as Nicole. But I thought that once he was done, like, maybe he'd be able to get out. Right. But apparently we need this whole thing. This is probably really bad. Yeah. And we see Winona talking to Jeannie still talking about Doc. It's like, okay, we got this back and forth when... uh, all of a sudden, Jeannie's phone goes off again because apparently she is all about Twitter. She's like, Can yes. you just let me see if I've gotten any likes. It's like, yeah. All right. <laughs> so Winona turns to grab the phone and Kuru is in the cell with Jeannie. And she's like, he wished for the ability to walk through walls. So he had to have done that before. Oh, absolutely. Because otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to get in there. Yes. And to be but invisible. Just- and Jeannie didn't bother to tell him all the information so you have to figure that there's something awful fishy about this genie yeah but i'm like okay why did he open the door at the house is what i was wondering right so i'm like hmm okay weird but before winona can grab peacemaker kuru wishes for her to let them out of the cell and i'm thinking why did she have the key yeah (laughs) she could have gave it to one of them at trivia and then it wouldn't have been able to happen right but then maybe he would have wished to be able to take people through walls too or whatever. Yes, but I'm sure that he could have come up with another <laughs> wish that would have gotten them both out of the cell. But I don't know because she's like, why aren't you at trivia night? And he's like, because I need street brains. And she's like, what? 
And I, was it Jeannie who says, do you mean street smarts? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I need your street brain. It's like, oh, this isn't good. Because obviously, Winona is the target then. Yeah. And crew was like, tell Winona to say bye-bye to her brain. And she actually looks up and she's like, bye-bye, brain. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is getting so literal right now. Yeah, of course it is. You have trivia night still going and Doc is trying his damnedest to be like, we have to catch killer. What do you guys have to give? It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> because it's down to Jeremy and Waverly. It's like, one of you guys have to miss miss something. Right. Mm-mm. It's like, but it's your sister. But your found family. But this, but that. It's like, guys, guys, this wish has really got you crazy. Yes, it has. Because we're going back and forth. And this is when it was getting a little stressful because Carew is like, I wish my own to lay in the gurney. So she pushes off the dead body and gets up there. And Jeannie's like, so you want me to do it, right? And he's like, no, I wish for a knife. It's like, okay, dude, you haven't done any of these yet by yourself. So right. suddenly you're going so to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to get real messy real quick. But Jeannie gives him a knife, but it's not a very big knife and it's not a bone saw. Right. Not that that's going to help. Right. But. But it was interesting. Like, I felt like she was being very specific in what she was doing. Right. And she definitely was. Yeah. And then we were back at Shorty's and you have Doc in the basement trying to find Nicole. It's like, listen, Winona's in grave danger and we got to get out of here. It's like, yes, but we can't go until somebody loses. Well, what do we do? And all of a sudden she's like, we have to distract one of them. So they lose. And she's like, Doc, we need chicken kicker. And I love like, what? What? <laughs> I'm get well, no, I'm not guessing. Doc doesn't know what chicken kicker is either because he was in the garden. Right. Absolutely. He doesn't know what chicken kicker is. So Nicole goes up to Rachel and she's like, grabs Rachel's phone. She's like, don't look at my browser history. And I love it. She's like, yeah, we'll discuss that later. Right. <laughs> she's like, I need the video. And Rachel's like, I deleted it. I said I wouldn't keep it. And she's like, yeah, right. No one's going to delete that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how many people have something that they're like, yeah, yeah, I deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. didn't. Uh-huh. Rachel's like, okay, fine. It's in the folder labeled tax stuff. And I love that Nicole's like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and how? why would Rachel have a folder labeled tax stuff? She's- Thank you. Thank you. I was thinking, I'm like, isn't she like 16 or 17 yeah. <laughs> whatever? Even with her part-time job, she's not having to fill out taxes. Somehow I don't think they're like worried about taxes in the ghost of her triangle right now. No. And Nicole has to find the video and connect to the Wi-Fi and starts playing a video on the TV. It's a really big TV. Yep. As Nedley reads the last question for Waverly, and it this condition is something cannibals get when eating brains. And Jeremy is bouncing up and down. Yeah, because he knows the answer. <laughs> Literally, it's happening over at the sheriff's station. Yep. And uh, we get the video of drunk Nicole in the sheriff's office after losing the election. And she's mad and she's trashing food. She's like, forget you. You all suck. And she's like, and this chicken is horrible. And she drop kicks a, like a rotisserie chicken. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm laughing. And you see other people like videotaping it. Yeah. But I'm Ew. watching this going. Yeah. You're, I'm watching this going, wait, really? That's what you guys are like all freaking out about? Like, oh, chicken kicker. <laughs> exactly. Talk I'm about thinking like. Petty BS. Was, thank you. I'm thinking it was like like Family Guy, like she's fighting somebody like in a chicken costume or something. Like, right. I thought it was something stupid like that. Yeah. From Not literally kicking. <laughs> yeah. Not her having a drunken fit because she lost the election to Hope. Right. And literally kicking a, a chicken. <laughs> like, yeah, rotisserie chicken. It's like, what? Waverly runs out of time, doesn't answer. So the spell ends because Jeremy went. And then Doc's like, yes, I can get out of here. He grabs the door and runs. And we go back to the sheriff's office and you have Winona screaming and begging Jeannie to get pacemaker. And Jeannie's like, I can't do it. I can't do anything. And Winona, still screaming, and curls like, I wish for her to stop. And she stopped screaming and he was like, and I don't feel so good, but I wish for a bigger knife. It's like back and forth. And you see the knife come right up to Winona. It's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Right. But then he falls over dead and Winona's able to move and talk. And Jeannie's like, I knew the disease was about to get him. So I was just trying to waste time. And right as this happened, Doc comes running in. Right. Doc's like, are you okay? Winona. Yes. Yes. I'm Fine. By the way, who had the tastiest brain? <laughs> okay, that's a weird transition, but sure, why not? 
and Jeannie introduces herself, and it's like, oh, they are going to shake hands. This could be really bad, really yes, fast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Winona's like slapping hands, like, no, 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 no. Now, she didn't slap Jeannie's hand, so. No, she slapped Doc's. <laughs> Do not touch. Because I was, I was thinking she was going to, like, not think about it and be like, oh, thank you. You know, and, like, touch her, and it's like, oh, now what? Right. But I'm like, what if she, like, she did, and she wished her free, and wished that you weren't a demon, or whatever, like, would that work? Right. But I don't know. No. Because we never got to find that out. <laughs> Thank now, God. Now, we, we do go back to Shorty's, and we have Jeremy pouring himself a drink, and Jeremy asks Waverly, hey, you want to try on this hat, or my <laughs> crown, which is a hat. Yeah. She's like, no, no, I don't. Thank you. And Nicole is there, because apparently Doc went back. It's like, whoa, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's back at Shorty's except for Winona. Right. And Nicole tells him about what happened. And, of course, about kicking chickens. (laughs) But she's like, I had no excuse, but I wanted her back so bad. But I knew that you were strong and we'd be able to figure out whatever they were going to do. We'd be able to fix it. Right. Because you can handle it. Because at this point, I don't think she knows enough about what Waverly's going through. True. But she's like, I was going to fight for you. I was going to always fight for you and my family. And it's like, oh, that's so sweet. And he calls her Sheriff Hot. And she's like, I'm not the sheriff. He's like, the badge loan does not give you authority. It's like, oh. Yeah. I thought it was a very nice and quick transition from last week when Doc wouldn't even dance with Nicole. And now he's more understanding and and accepts her apology and everything's right with the in the world with them which still makes it seem weird just a i feel little, like it's yeah, really that, fast yeah she could he couldn't forgive winona but he's forgiving nicole hmm. <laughs> yeah and actually jazz made a point last week about how doc was not exactly a moral high ground last season and exactly then suddenly he's like yeah it's like oh i'm all on my high horse but yeah Maybe he's realizing, especially with so many close calls now. Could be. So, I don't know. But he does tell her, you know what? You need to tell everybody how you feel and what's going on and how you're going to fight. So she gets up and she's like, hey, everyone, listen up. Now, I feel like, is this everybody in town <laughs> right there in the bar? No, that's like, what, a dozen people? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> Could be. She's like, who voted for me? And not one hand goes up. And I'm like, man, Nedley didn't vote. I'm like, oh, wait, Nedley was still a weird swamp monster thing. Yes. <laughs> he couldn't vote. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And she's like, yeah, listen, everybody has something they, they've done that they're regretting. Mine was kicking a chicken. <laughs> And she goes on, she's like, but I made promises and I promise to protect every single person in this house, even those that break the law or slice their grilled cheese sandwiches lengthwise, because that's just weird. I don't understand. (laughs) And when she said that, I'm like, who does that? What kind of monster? (laughs) And then I'm like, wait, wait, pay attention, pay attention. Don't talk about the grilled cheese. And she's like, I don't know if you don't like me because I'm an outsider or because I'm gay. And Gil suddenly turns his phone towards Bradley and he's like, I don't dislike her because she's gay. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be a whole different road they go down if they start that. (laughs) And, you know, Nicole's like, are those who eat shit? And Bradley's like, you know, as one time I'm thinking, and you know, she kicked a chicken leg one time. time. Exactly. So Nedley gets up and he's like, everyone's make mis- made mistakes. So, you know, it, it comes down to what do we care about most? And Bradley stands up. He's like, we need you, Sheriff Hot. And he raises his drinks and a bunch of other people do. And Nedley's like, eh, it's unanimous. You're reinstated. It's like, yeah, I don't <laughs> that's everybody. No. But hey, Waverly gets up, hugs get- Nicole. It's like, we're, we're back. Yay. Yes. <laughs> And then Waverly's all like, oh, I totally get the bad boy thing now. Chicken kicker's hot. It's like, no, it's not. It's just weird. (laughs) It's a drunken rampage, but whatever. Right. And then this is the part I really, really wanted to talk about. And this was not even that long of a part. Right. We're back at the sheriff's office and Jeannie has her phone. Apparently, everybody's gone and Winona comes around the hall at the other end. And Jeannie's like, oh, are you going to be my new matriarch? And this is all because she did not like Master or Wish Taker. It's like all the names that Jeannie kept coming up with. Right. And Winona's like, no. And you see her kind of pull the gun. And Jeannie reminds her, 
that, hey, we got the guy. And I was just stalling to make sure everything was going to be okay. And Winona's like, all your masters die like that, don't they? Diseased, full of rot. And Chini's like, um, hello, due date brains. He was sick. Yeah. Which, hey, yeah, we got that part. Absolutely. Not too smart. Winona is then saying, Jeannie, we all have choices to make. And they seem to all go insane because they get so many choices. And you get them killed for it. And you seem to like it. And Jeannie says, I was the victim here. You said so yourself. And I'm just thinking, oh, she is totally playing her right now. Oh, she's sure trying. And Winona says, you may be a genie, but you're still a demon. And he was an idiot. But you're going to find another person and something's going to happen. You're oh, too powerful absolutely. of a weapon. And I realized it when Doug wished for me to be quiet. She's like, I couldn't stand to hear you cry for help when I couldn't help you. And this is what got me. Right. This made me think like, oh, okay, so Winona really does know everything because she's like, you can't, you can't stop the cries. If you're going to do it, you have to hear it. Right. And you have to face what you're doing. And right there, I'm like, okay, so Winona 100% knows, and we now know, at least this is my opinion, we now know that it really does affect her having to put the revenants down and the demons and everything else, because they didn't ask for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we get kind of got a hint of that last week when she tells Eamon that she hates what she is, but it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And And this is where you're saying she's... She stopped. She kind of bobbled. Right, because Jeannie tells her she can stop what's coming and make him love her again. And you go, oh, wait a minute here. Why Nona don't do it? Don't do it. Yeah, because when she says I can stop what's coming, my Nona right away says I can stop what's coming. Right. But, but the, I can yeah. make him love you again. I'm like, oh. Right. I yeah. just thought that was painful. Oh, it was painful, but it definitely gave her a pause. Mm-hmm. And she didn't say, like I said at the top of the show, she did not say, make your peace. Right. Because she just pulls and she shoots, but we hear Jeannie yell. Right. And lights flicker on and off. and Which was, I don't think we've ever seen that no. happen when she put anything down before. No. So this and she was, says, Jeannie, you're free. Right. So I was just like, oh, this is definitely way stronger than is anything, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Winona's had to deal with. Absolutely. Seemingly benevolent, but. Yeah. <laughs> Not so benevolent. Yes, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is crazy, though. Right. But Winona was absolutely right that, yeah, the genie was just using these guys to have get her jollies. Mm. She was having too to much do fun. To do everything. Yeah. Right. I was like, holy crap. This is just so weird, though, that she actually says it this way, you know. Right. Normally, it's make your peace, do this, because there was somebody at one point who had a family or whatever. Right. I can't remember. Yes. Yep. And she was, she was broken up. Yes. And Jeannie says, we both have masters. Yours is just, what, a psychotic gun or something like right. that. Right, like, yes. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that's going to come back, too. Like, Jeannie did no more, but yeah, she is way too powerful. Yep. And nonchalant about things. Yeah, well, real good con man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we have any feedback for this episode, Steve? Oh, yes, we do. Our friend Jazz has graced us with her review of this episode, so let's hear what she sees. Hello, this is Jazz, and here's a review on Winona Earp, Season 4, Episode 9. This episode was directed by Jim Garrard, who actually is of the fame of Vagrant Queen. She was the showrunner for that show and came in as the director for at least one episode, possibly more. I remember Tim tweeting about it and she said on Twitter that she enjoyed filming the scene between Doc and Jeremy and Waverly when they did the trivia contest, which was part of the wish for everybody to love trivia. I guess while the Carew guy was doing his thing. So I had quite a few thoughts about today's episode. It might be the last positive one that we're gonna get because the, the next couple seem a little dark and probably gonna end on a cliffhanger that'll give me an ulcer. But I know that Resident Alien got picked up and Monona Earp didn't. And although I like Resident Alien, I'd rather Monona Earp had gotten picked up. But that's me. 
It also has been around for four seasons, and they've had the fight for every one of them. But I still enjoy Winona Earp more. It has more humor. It has all sorts of crazy things going on. I'm sure Resident Alien will grow on me. But so far, it's something I will miss very much. And still enjoying it very much. I thought, okay, now we have zombies and werewolves. I don't know if that was Jeremy in the very beginning. Because otherwise, why would he care what Winona thought? So maybe Jeremy now turns into a werewolf? So, I'm not sure. But it's interesting. Or maybe not. I don't know. I thought it was very sweet that Rachel told Nicole that Doc would understand. And that she's like, you really want me to be gay, right? And she's like, well, we'd support you. We'd get you the right albums. Lady Gala, Melissa Etheridge, whoever. Since she was listening to a Lady Gaga podcast. So I thought that was a nice nod to the fans of variety and diversity. Of which they are. So he covers the gambit. The Winona Earp fans. So uh, there are quite a few good one-liners this time around. I thought it was ironic that the genie was bored. And it did to Twitter. So it needed a lot of external validation. And it seems odd that they all became guru. So I guess eventually. Even if you want a billion wishes. Or a large gun. Which I hope is literal. That you eventually ate brains. If you all turn into the guy who eats brains because of cannibalism that just sounds gross i don't know why as a genie you couldn't instruct your person or give them a hint that they should wish not to go mad and eat brains but maybe that's thinking too far ahead she was trying to tell winona she made quite a few good points about how she has a uh, crazy gun who likes killing people she's like well you like killing people and there isn't that much difference between the two of us she got pretty much down to well i'm almost a good guy and you're iffy and so you know it's just getting harder and harder to justify it but maybe she perversely enjoyed killing everybody because i guess that's the way that her way works as a genie it isn't definitely not like robin williams and aladdin so and and that's just a bad way to go with the fingernails yuck Anyways, I digress. Instead of saying, make your peace, she said, you're free. So I'm starting to think she kind of wants to be free from having to always feel bad about what she's doing and having to feel bad about putting demons down. In the very, very beginning, there was two demons who were part of the list of 100. Or was it seven? I think it started with seven and became 100. Anyways, there were two demons uh, who had fallen in love and she had to put them down because they were part of the uh, first seven that were in a photograph and uh, she regretted that i don't think she regrets anything anymore at least not as much as she used to i think she still regrets it but i think she now considers herself a necessary evil and unfortunately she's getting used to it and it's it's a hardship i can tell it's sort of eating away at her which is why she's doing all the whiskey aside from that she likes the taste so, love Winona Earp. I think it's awesome. Love the podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. And once again, this is Jazz. Thanks. Thank you, Jazz. Thanks, Jazz. That's a lot. I think we're both with you that we wish Winona had more. Yes, um, absolutely. Especially because they were approved and then there was a shakeup and here we are fighting again. Yep. So that kind of sucks. But yeah, Resident Evil is fun. When I had noticed Jazz tweeting about Jem being the, sh- the showrunner for this one, I'm like, yeah, I wish we had a whole other season of Vagrant Queen, too. Exactly. Because <laughs> <sighs> I could have gotten down with all sorts of more shows. Right. <sighs> Makes me sad. Yeah, it was interesting that you thought that Jeremy might have been the werewolf. I didn't see him credited as that, but I didn't see anybody on IMDb credited as the werewolf, so. I must have missed that. Like, oh, no, wait, the guy in the, the bar. Right, and the guy that found the first dead body. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, th- I didn't think that looked like Jeremy. No, I didn't either, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was nice that Rachel thought that Doc would understand if Nicole told him why she did what she did and it ended up working out that way so that was nice i thought it was interesting too yeah everybody kind of turns into kuru that comes into contact with genie and she thinks she's doing okay you know like because she was stalling because she knew the guy was going to die but yeah uh, i still stand by the whole thing with winona saying no you got to listen to to the screams you got to hear all the bad with yep. the good even though there's not really a whole lot of good happening yeah and i don't think it was 
you know, they're all Kuru in the end meant that all of her masters ended up eating brains. I think it was more of a metaphor that, yeah, in the end, all her masters basically go crazy and something happens to them. Just because when you have you know, unlimited wishes, you're going to eventually wish for something that's going to end up doing you more harm than good. Yeah. Thinking you're indestructible. And so, yeah, I imagine none of her masters have ever lived to see old age. <laughs> and yeah, quite a comparison between uh, <laughs> Robin Williams, Aladdin, and Jeannie there. Yeah, she uh, was so checked out. Yeah, bored. Yeah. Like Jazz said, and that was really part of what kind of clued you in to what was probably really going on was, yeah, she needed more than what she was getting from her masters and so yeah she probably convinced the guy to eat brains to become smarter so she could get in and do something winona definitely knows that it's a a necessary evil that she'd be putting all these demons down and she is definitely trying to deaden the emotions by drinking as much as she does but as far as regret i think it is bothering her more than she's letting on. I think that's her, you know, not only is the issue with Doc really wearing on her, but I think she's getting to the point where it's getting more than she can handle just having to do this over and over and over again. So we shall see in the next couple of episodes uh, how this plays out. And I'm like you, I think we're going to end on a cliffhanger and have to cross our fingers for most of the summer to see if somebody else picks up the show. So, yeah, I don't know if it could be quite as cliffhangery as, like I said, maybe Dark Matter, but I have a feeling that we're going to all be stressed out and hoping right, yes. and tweeting <laughs> and I think more billboards will be purchased, you know. Yeah. Save Winona. So we'll see. Well, as Save. always, Jazz, we really appreciate your feedback and looking forward to hearing from you again. Thanks, Jazz. You know how we feel. We want to know how you feel. So shoot us your feedback at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or you can do contact us or however you want to do it. You can go over to www.fangirlzone.com, go to our contacts page. You see all the ways to get a hold of us that way. There's so many ways. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. Come on, they can totally binge watch a ton of it and catch up for the last few episodes so we can all be excited and heartbroken and everything all together. We, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast. And uh, we love doing this. And we are very sad because it seems to be coming to an end. And I hope it doesn't. But yes. so for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. Only I make fun for my drinking. And until next time. <laughs>